All right, let me pray, and then I want to I share. Father God, thank you this morning. I'm so glad to be in church. Father, I'm so glad to live in the United States of America. I'm so thankful that we live in a free country. Lord, I know we're far from perfect. I know things are messed up. Uh, and Lord, things have always been messed up, and I know that we're not of the world. We live in it, but we're not of it. But Father, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for your grace on us and on our lives and families. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This past Wednesday, we started Ground Zero and Power Kids. In Power Kids with leaders, we had about 90, 90 kids and leaders in Power Kids. And uh, during our services, you know, children want to participate. They want to help. And we let them do as much as they can. You know, we let them lead worship. We let them pray. We let them take the offering. We do everything we can to incorporate the kids into the service. And, and the hard thing is, is when you have 90 kids coming, you know, it's hard to get, get, get them all involved every single week. But we, we endeavor to do our best. Some kids don't want to, but a lot of kids want to, and we love that in their heart. And this first night, I had a little boy come up to me, and his name is Harold. And uh, I, I don't really know him that well. He doesn't go to church here. And he came up and he said, hey, pastor, <clears throat> he said, do you remember you talked about uh, the golden rule and how it's more blessed to give than to receive? And I said, yeah, I, said, yeah, I remember. And he, we give out prizes. We give out little packages of fruit snacks as a prize, and we give a prize to everybody that was there. Uh, we gave out a whole entire box of, of prizes. And uh, he said, I want to give you my prize because I want, I, want to, I want to be blessed. I want to give. And it blew me away. It blew me away. Now, here, here's why it blew me away. We talked about that last year. Okay, that was, you know, that was four, five, six months ago we talked about that. Then this little boy comes to Power Kids, and he remembers what we talked about. And not only did he remember, but he wants it to be a reality in his life. And I, I was just absolutely stunned. Uh, you know, uh, one of my, my daughter uh, and son-in-law, one of their girls was taking a bath the other day. And, uh, you, know, they, when they, you know how kids are when they bathe, they have toys in the bathtub. And she was baptizing her Barbies. And, uh, and so, yeah, yeah. And, and they did, she didn't know it, and they videoed her from behind. And she's got this little doll, and she said, and she's a little Barbie, right? A little Barbie. And she baptizes her, and, and here's what she does. She says, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then when she brought her up, she went, Woo! <laughs> she's four years old. And she's Amen, Amen. And she and, and and so the amazing thing about that is we're impacting kids. We're impacting kids, and, and she's hearing that in church. She's learning it in church, that little boy, Harold. Then another little boy came up to me, <clears throat> and he said, hey, you know, I, I want to say something. And, you know, you have to be careful with kids because once one of them says something, 30 of them want to say something, and so, so it, it can be hard. And, and I said, and I didn't know who he was, and he was little, and he said, I want to say something, and I said, okay. So I let him get up there, and he said, he said, I just want everybody to know that Jesus loves us and Jesus wants you to know that he loves you and that he cares about you. I mean, we're prophesying in power, kids. 
I mean, I'm blown away. I mean, I'm blown away at what God is doing in, in Power Kids. And, and we've been praying. We've been believing God. And, you know, we've, I've said this before. We've been praying for revival. We want God to pour his heart out on our junior high and our high school and, and on our children. And so these boys, they went, then I got one more story for you. We had a little boy, uh, and his mother works at El Burrito, and his grandmother works at El Burrito. They both work there. And... Uh, he came up to me and he wanted to pray. And like I said, you know, 10 kids will come up a night and want to pray. And so he wanted to pray. So I said, you bet you can pray. So he got up to pray and, and I help him. If they, some don't need help. Okay, if you have Carter Birkenfeld pray, she prays for 10 minutes and she don't need any help. I mean, she about preaches, you know, but some of them need help. And so I said, you need help. Well, man, he repeated my prayer and he did a fantastic job praying. Well, I didn't know it, but his little sister had her phone then she videoed him while he was praying, and then she posted it online. And kids, doesn't that blow your mind? It's like, listen, don't ever do anything bad in ministry. They'll they'll post it online. Amen, amen. They'll post it online. And so then then I go to El Burrito. Now her mother, this little boy's mother, she's a Ground Zero kid. She she grew up in Ground Zero, so I know who she is. But I go to El Burrito, and they are all berserk because he prayed in church, and he was on the platform, and she was excited. Her grandmother, her mother, his grandmother was excited, and God is moving at El Burrito because of what's going on in Power Kids. And then she said, she said, I'm so sorry she had her phone out in the service. I'm so sorry. Well, I didn't even know it, right? <laughs> Miss Vicky told me one of the kids had a nosebleed Wednesday night, and I didn't even know it. That, so, but we're watching your kids, okay? Just, just, <laughs> right? just know that. No, we are watching your kids, okay? You know, somebody's watching them, amen? Somebody's watching them. And, but, but listen, listen, God's moving. God is moving. All right, let's talk about ground zero. We had an amazing Ground Zero service Wednesday night. It was so anointed. The power of God was here. This room was filled with teenagers. Kurt preached an amazing message. It was so powerful. I know Kurt has invited you to come to Ground Zero, and I want to give that invitation again. Listen, if you have a chance to come by Ground Zero some Wednesday night, or Power Kids, come in. Listen, you've never worshipped until you worship with kids. You've never worshiped. Man, when kids sing, they sing with all their hearts. Well, we would love to have you come. Kurt preached an amazing, powerful message. Then, you know, it was just, it was full of kids. Kids, you know, hey, do you want to receive Jesus? And I'm talking teenagers. Hands up, man, kids wanting to receive Jesus as their Savior. Then Friday night, this past Friday night, we did fifth quarter after the football game. And uh, full, we had probably 150 kids. Uh, at fifth quarter, we had, and I just want to thank all of you that are volunteers, that are serving, and that are helping. I'm so grateful for every single one of you and for all you do. And we were packed with kids at fifth quarter. Well, I talked to a young man who came in, and he had on a band shirt. He was in band, and he had a backpack with him, and he was carrying a welding helmet on his backpack. Yeah, okay, a welding helmet. And I'm thinking, this guy's a renaissance man. I mean, he plays the violin and he's a welder, you know? I mean, and so, so I talked to him. And I said, hey, man, how are you? And he said, hey, I'm doing fine. I said, I'm so glad you're here tonight. And, and I, I said, have you ever been to Ground Zero? He said, no. 
He said, the only time I've ever been here is when Kurt and Megan were doing uh, lunch. And I believe they were doing it on Tuesday last year. They did lunch uh, during school. And kids would come over and eat lunch. And he said, and I came over for lunch. And he said, and, and this is why I came tonight. And is because I came over for lunch. And he said, and I said, well, man, you need to come on Wednesday night. We would love to have you. And he said, well, I, I'm, I'm going to try to come. But he came through our doors across the street because we fed him. Because we did. See, now, in Ground Zero, nothing's free. Okay, now, you, you need to understand that. We sell everything. Now, why do we do that? Well, because it's wise, okay? We had a girl come into, into fifth quarter Friday night, and she said to me, I thought everything was free. And then I said, well, number one, nothing's free, okay? And number two, was everything free in the concession stand at the football game? And, of course, the answer is no. Of course, it's not free, okay? And, and what we have is free. And here's what we found out years ago, and I know many of you know this. When you give everything away, they throw it down, they don't eat it, they don't drink it, they'll step on it, they'll dirty the floor with it, but when you have to pay for a root beer, when you have to pay for a Coke, when you have to pay for a Gatorade or a Coca Mocha, they don't throw it down, they drink it and, and they consume it. And, and so we found out a long time ago, we're not doing it to make money. Now, we do make money, but we take that money, and you know what we do with it. We put it right back into uh, supplies, and, you know, we go to Sam's, and we get a big old huge thing, and we load it up with everything we need, and people will stop us and say, what are y'all doing? You know, we've got Gatorades and hot che- 10 boxes of hot Cheetos, and, you know, nobody with a brain eats those things, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, the only person that eats hot Cheetos is kids, right? And, and people will stop and say, what are y'all doing? And we'll say, oh, we, we do youth ministry. We do kids ministry at our church. And so here, here's something I just want you to know. Why are we talking about this? Because I want you to know that God is moving and you're a part of it. And I'm so thankful for your prayers. I'm so thankful for your giving. And, and then just this past Sunday, we had great services. Uh, we were full. And, and so I took just a minute, and I just kind of totaled up our numbers from Power Kids to Ground Zero to Fifth Quarter to last week. Right, now, this is going to blow your mind. We had almost 600 people come through our doors from last Sunday to Wednesday Power Kids, to Wednesday Ground Zero, to, uh, to uh, Fifth Quarter. Go ahead, amen. Come on, amen, amen. <clears throat> now, why does that matter? Pastor, why, why do you talk about that? Why does it matter? Because every one of those is a person. Okay, it's either a kindergartner, it's a first grader, it's a junior, it's a senior, it's an adult. Now, are some of those repeats? Sure, they're repeats, Okay. Right, I've got, I've got kids in ground zero that were there Wednesday that were there at fifth quarter. I'm not trying to pad the numbers. That's not my heart at all. Okay, the more opportunities we get to minister to them, when they're in ground zero on Wednesday, then they're in fifth quarter on Friday, we get a double opportunity to love them and to reach out to them and to minister to them. All I want you to see is God is moving, and we have an incredible, incredible opportunity that, that I believe that God has given us to minister to kids and teenagers. Listen, we've been doing ground zero since 1999, okay, and we still have, after all that time, 1999, we still fill this room up with teenagers, and you know, video games have come and gone, you know, kids don't play video games like they used to, like, like you know, we'd get a video game and they'd play it, now they're on their phones, 
And so technology has changed, but kids are still coming. And Kurt and Megan are doing such a good job. The team that volunteers is doing such a good job. And we're reaching teenagers for Jesus Christ. We're reaching children for Jesus Christ. You know, uh, Wednesday Empower Kids, right? How many of y'all know Jesus as your Savior? Everybody in the room raised their hand. Right here, they're raising their hands, all right? I mean, now they don't necessarily act like it, but they, amen? But we don't either, amen? Amen. And so God is moving and God is doing amazing things. And I, I want you to continue to pray. I want you to be encouraged. Uh, before I read some scripture, I just want to take a minute, if you would allow me to, and I want us to pray as a body of Christ. I want us to pray over Ground Zero. I want us to pray over Power Kids. I want us to pray over Men's Retreat. Uh, if you haven't already, we've got cards out at the red desk of a prayer you can pray every week over Ground Zero. I know it's on Facebook. I know it's on our website. Kurt posted it in all those areas. But I would just, I would plead with you to pray over Ground Zero on Wednesday. I would plead with you to pray for Power Kids on Wednesday and that this room would be filled with teenagers, that our altar would be filled with teenagers and, and that God is moving and touching them. So I'm gonna pray and if you would, would you uh, close your eyes and the Bible says that if we'll agree as touching anything, God will do it. Father, I come to you this morning and Father, I'm thankful that you hear us when we pray, that you're a God who answers prayer. Father God, I thank you for that. I thank you that we are no longer under the control or the dominion of darkness, that every single thing we do is motivated and touched and influenced by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I wanna pray for this next generation Father, I want to pray for the teenagers in our schools, God, in the schools in this surrounding area. Father, that you would give us the souls of teenagers. God, I pray for revival. I pray you pour out your spirit on the students at the Tulia Junior High and High School, over Crest, over Nazareth, over Dimmit, Father God, over Happy and Canyon, over Silverton, God, that you would pour revival on the hearts of teenagers in West Texas, that, God, they would have a heart of repentance. They would have a spirit of the fear of the Lord come on them, and they would be hungry for you. Father, I don't believe for one second that this generation will be lost. Lord, no generation is going to be lost. That, God, you move on our teenagers. You move on our children. Father, I pray for revival in the elementary school, that boys and girls want Jesus, that they are not afraid to speak up for Jesus. Junior high and high school, they're not afraid to speak up for Jesus. God, pour out your spirit on our teenagers. Father, I want to pray for our teachers and for our coaches that, Lord, they would take a stand for their faith, that they wouldn't be afraid to talk to the kids about their faith, about who they are and what they know about Jesus Christ, and that your hand would be on our coaches, your hand would be on our teachers, and that each one of them, Father, would be a light in their classroom. They would be a light on the football field or the basketball court or the volleyball court or the track, that, God, you would pour out your spirit Father God, I thank you for the hearts of kids, for the hearts of teenagers. And Father God, I'm thankful for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right. <clears throat> I'm about out of time, and I know it, 
but I just want to remind you of a couple of things that we talked about. I want to read to you again in Acts 2, starting with verse 40. I'm not going to read all of this, but I want to read a couple of things to you and give you a reminder of what we've talked about. Okay, this is the end of Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost. Okay, they've gone up in the upper room. They've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They've spilled out into the street. A crowd is gathered, and Peter gets up to preach. This is the end of his sermon, the beginning of his sermon where he talks about, you think that we're drunk, but we're not drunk. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the end of that sermon. Here's what he says. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them. Who? The crowd that had gathered. And here's what he said. He said, be saved from this perverse generation. Be saved from this perverse generation. Listen, I bet we can all agree on one thing. The world we live in is broken. There is something wrong with the world we live in. It's like we've taken a wrong turn and something's broken and it needs to be fixed. And I bet everybody in this room would agree with that. Things are just not how they should be. And the reason they're not how they should be is because of sin, because of the brokenness of the human heart, because of the curse of sin that's not only on us, but it's on the planet itself. And we know that Jesus Christ is the answer. Let me read it to you one more time. Here's what Peter said. He encouraged them. I I love what it says. He exhorted them to be saved from this perverse generation. Listen, our teenagers live in the middle of a perverse generation. We live in the middle of a perverse generation. Listen, our teenagers need to know that there's hope in Jesus Christ. Our children need to know that there's hope in Jesus Christ. Listen, Miss Vicky and I heard the gospel. I heard the gospel when I was a kid, but then we got married and we heard the gospel in our young 20s and we made a real commitment to Jesus Christ and we've never looked back since. The best time to reach a child or, or to, the best time to reach a person for Jesus Christ is as a child or a teenager. Listen, when our teenagers come in here, they're saturated from being in the midst of a perverse generation and all we do is hold up a light. All we do is hold up a light, and the light is Jesus Christ, and that we're praying that God would pour his heart out on them, that God would pour his spirit out on them. There's a story in the book of Acts where there was a group of people down at the river, and they were praying together in the area of Jerusalem, and Paul and some of the other guys went down there to where they were, and there was a woman there named Lydia. You can look it up in the Bible, and you can read it, and it says that she was a businesswoman and that she was a seller of purple. And it says that they went down there and they began to preach. And it says she was a worshiper of God. Kurtz talked about her, I believe, a couple of weeks ago. And it says that God opened her heart and she received his words. It says she was baptized and then she took the gospel home to her family and they were saved and they were baptized. That's exactly what happens in Ground Zero We pray, God, you open their hearts to receive the gospel. And then you know what they do? They take it home. 
They take it home. They take it home to their parents. They take it home to their grandparents. Now, let me read you one more verse. I want to jump down. I have a new verse I added in. It's Proverbs 9.10. Listen to what this says. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Listen, two things need to happen in the body of Christ. Two things. A spirit of repentance and a spirit of the fear of the Lord. Those two things need to happen in the body of Christ. Those two things need to happen in teenagers. Those two things need to happen in youth groups. What do you mean repentance? That we repent of our sin, that we're tired of the way we live, we're tired of our addictions, we're tired of the habits and the things we hang on to, and that we continue to walk towards Jesus Christ, and we're free and we're delivered. A spirit of genuine repentance, and then a spirit of the fear of the Lord. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I can't even take one step into wisdom without the fear of God. Now, I'm not talking about, and we've talked about this before, it doesn't mean a fear like you want to run and hide, but it means a respect and awe that God is who he says he is. Amen? That God is who he says he is. It says in the Bible that during the time of your stay here, live in fear. Now, not fear that somebody's going to hurt you, but fear of, God, I know you're God and I know I'm not, and I reverence you, I respect you, and I have all for you, and I don't want to do anything in my life that would displease you. Teenagers need those two things. They need repentance and they need the fear of the Lord. We need those two things. We need the fear of the Lord and we need repentance. And that, God, we want all you have for us. God, we want you to fill up this room on Wednesday night with teenagers. God, we want you to fill up the Power Kids building with children, kindergarten through fifth grade. And we want to give them Jesus Christ. Amen? We want to see them saved. We want to see them water baptized. I gave you numbers last week, last year when we did refresh. We baptized 18 teenagers. In Tulia, Texas, we got more cows in this county than people. Y'all know that, right? Y'all ever smell it? Right? There's more, more cows. Really, I'm being serious. There's more cows in this county than people. There's people here. There's just not a lot of them. But we want every one of them for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your head and let me pray? Father God, thank you this morning. Lord, I'm so grateful for what you're doing. I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Father, I want to be right in the middle of what you're doing. And God, I don't want what I want. I want what you want. Father, I thank you for your grace in Power Kids, your grace in Ground Zero, your grace in our services. Father, I pray you stir in each of us, Lord, just a heart of repentance, a heart of purity, a heart that we would follow you as close as we possibly could. And, Lord, a heart for the fear of the Lord. Lord, we know you're not angry. We know you're not mad. We know you're not vengeful. But that, God, we would have an awe and a respect and a love for you like we have never known before. That, Lord, our fire is not dwindling. It's growing. It's growing. It's growing in the heart of teenagers. It's growing in the heart of children. It's growing in men at men's retreat. 
that your fire would be on men's retreat this year. Your fire is on our services. Father God, I thank you for all you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen.